What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. (laughs) Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. You know, it's funny is like people like to uh, quote Fight Club a lot like that. Like Uh even Mona Lisa's falling apart. And the whole thing, even I didn't realize in 1999, the whole thing was satire. Yeah. Oh, it absolutely was. Yeah. But I took it as. I took it as real. I was like, yeah, "Yeah, man, our war is a spiritual war. Yeah, depression or Great Depression is our lives, and I was right. like, "Yeah, how fucking Gen X is that shit?" Man? I was, I am dejected, and I am depressed, and it's all somebody else's fault. And let's just fucking beat each other up. Yeah, that's the key. Yeah, you I know? mean, not much changed on my end. Self improvement but... is just masturbation, and I'm like, "What? What?" <laughs> You look at a picture of Chuck Palahniuk and he's totally ripped. Like he like works out and shit. He works out. He looks uh-huh. healthy and he strong. He looks handsome and healthy. Yeah, but he's yes. just like, I guess he's just tapping. He was tapping into that ugly core of himself, you know, that mm-hmm. resentful, ugly core of, I frankly, of our generation. Yes, We're listening. I mean that- Dude, go ahead. I was just going to say that came out in 1999 and I was like 22. So it was perfect. Mm-hmm. I was miserable. But you were listening to what? music the other day and we're uh, uh i brought my iphone doesn't talk to the car anymore these are modern problems <laughs> but i unpaired my iphone from the car so it won't talk to the car anymore so i can't play anything off of my spot my streaming service mm-hmm. so we got serious with the car it just came like this free trial we got with the car and the fr- trial never went away so we still have serious after f- four years so i put it on lithium that's their xm gen x station called lithium like the nirvana song yeah and like every fucking song from that time period from the late 90s to the early thousands from the early 90s to the late that early thousands like our group of people that are our age right now we like fucking hated ourselves we like absolutely hated ourselves and i compared it to olive's music where it's just kind of this twee real fey like real cutesy kind of little I don't know. There's just a whole aesthetic around their music that's so different than ours. And then the millennials, mm-hmm. I can't even, I, they're just kind of did what we did. I, I've been really into generations. I've always have been into the way that different people born in periods of time express themselves. But mm-hmm. I just, I was like, Megan and my wife doesn't, she is not like a Gen X type of person. She's not no. like me. Yeah. No. But I was just like, listen to these Nirvana songs and these Pixie songs and like, fuck even like pavement you know like mm-hmm. it's all so really. self-loathing and sarcastic and then well, the very this- last song that um that nirvana ever put out posthumously was called i hate myself and i want to die right mm-hmm. <laughs> and then i, mean, I, I don't know <laughs> then there's this punk rock band i love called the idols and they're younger guys mm-hmm. and they're like um 
millennials or whatever, older millennials. And his song, he has a song. Um, I can't remember the name of the song, but there's a chorus in the song where, where he says, I love myself and I want to try. And it, I always think that's so fucking cool. It's so corny. That's like, awesome. It, like the old punk rocker <clears throat> me is like, that's fucking lame. But mm -hmm. like the older guy of me who wants to accept everything is like, that's pretty fucking cool to be like 22 and be like, I love myself and I want to try. You know, like I'm like, all right, okay, I can fuck with you guys. I mean, I think it's just this transitional period too of like, and maybe it's life in general. Maybe it has nothing to do with sobriety or recovery or anything like that. Maybe it's just growing old, but this sort of cringy gratitude we don't want to lean into because it just feels not cool. Or we, but we tried so hard for so long to be fucking tough and cool. And you're just like, I love myself and I want to try. And you're like, I don't know. I guess it's kind of cool, but it's also kind of cringy. I like it. You depends know? on the day, though. You got to hit mm -hmm. me up on the day. I just think like sometimes I think that within the context, if you hear the song, it, it actually doesn't sound insincere. But yeah. I feel like the platitudes of the program at times can feel very insincere. But then right. I sit in the room in the program and like soak it up. I listen, though. Mm -hmm. I do listen and I do appreciate the platitudes because they can be a warm comfort <clears throat> in a time of displacement, <laughs> you know, where I'm yes. like, everything is kind of going wrong and right. At the same time, it's so strange to have positive things happen while negative things are happening. I just, I, I, I don't think I have the mental capacity for it sometimes. I, I don't think any of us do, honestly, like we don't, Some you don't, sure you're not act supposed like they to, do, man. Well, yeah. I mean, you just kind of have to let it go. Sometimes I'm just like, I'm so fucking done trying to, I don't know, live, I don't want to say live right. Like, so I had this, this realization the other day. Um, and maybe, I, I don't know if I told you this, but I was like looking around at all the plastic in my life and I'm like, everything's made with fucking plastic and I, I hate it and I feel guilty and I throw plastic shit away and I throw the, the, the conditioner bottle or the uh, laundry detergent. And I just throw it away. And I was like, there's gotta be a better way, man. I gotta find some better way. I just hate doing this. And and so I went to the, they opened up this refill station. So basically you bring your empty bottles. They don't have all your whatever brands, but they have some stuff and you can get laundry detergent, whatever mm -hmm. you need, shampoo, blah, blah, blah. blah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you go and get refilled. And so I was like, I'm just going to go in there. I'm going to get a couple of these things refilled, blah, blah, blah. And it was two bottles of conditioner and a bottle of laundry detergent. It was like 30 bucks. And I said, I'm never doing this again. This is too much. This costs uh -huh. too much. This is insane. And, um, and, you know, when you get into it, there's literally nothing that I as a single single person can do about the plastic. It's the companies and corporations that are producing it on a scale that I can't compete with. And I was like, I'm just not going to fucking worry about plastic anymore. Like, I'm just, I can't do it. And it makes me sad to think about it. So I've just like turned it off. Right. And I don't have that capacity. I can't do any of the other things during my day if I'm constantly worried about <laughs> that's weird you're bottle. weird man that's weird <laughs> is that weird what are you gonna do put your soap in a fucking gourd like <laughs> it, well yeah no i don't know you know I'm, do. it's not weird i'm fucking with you that's rude of me uh you know what if you can do good things to offset those feelings and negative things that might help you out that's what i would do but see i don't think about those things very often but i it, i don't either anymore <laughs> Cause I, just, I, I get it, it sometimes, but at least you made an effort. And then you're like, it sounds like you're doing bulk buying, but with soap, it's almost like when you get the bulk fucking cashews or the bulk pasta. 
But then they charge you an arm and a leg for it. So it just discourages the whole process. Well, I was just like, I can't fucking do this. Like, this is not sustainable because I need to spend, I get my laundry detergent on sale. It's fucking two for one that, you know, it's like three bucks a piece if I catch it at the right time. So there's just no way I'm going to spend $10 on laundry detergent or $10, $12 on conditioner for these luxurious locks that you make your own laundry, yeah. <laughs> like borax and baking soda. And just, I mean, that's the next step. Just start making my own. Is that, so, is that where you're going? You're like such know. a food well, co-op guy now, dude. I don't even know what to tell I'm you. Full man. California, man. I it's guess. Weird. I don't know. Dude, did you get mad when I told you you had berries and cream hair? No. So I had to fucking look. <laughs> I had to look this berries up. Berries and cream. <laughs> so I didn't know who this was. So this I made this TikTok. Commercial. Um, I swear we're going to talk about some recovery here in a second but uh i made this like tiktok about these new glasses i got from the drugstore yeah, like because i was like your readers mm-hmm. uh, the readers right the cheaters they call them you know and um and i uh, my hair was out and kind of long hanging like bob down to here and jerry said you look like the berries and cream kid but old but old and i was recovery. like who the fuck is the berries and cream kid and he's just whacked out it's like an old face but a young boy's body or what it's, it's just like a weird Skittles dude in or... it's for like some flavor candy Starburst? Uh, some berries and cream candy it was just hard candy like a werther's but the guy had a page boy haircut and you've got your full fucking wkrp in page cincinnati going on and you're like yeah. i don't know i think i like it and i'm like you berries and cream motherfucker over here just being like we have a treat today but <laughs> yeah it's just some good old-fashioned jerry ribbing to hide my yes own no it was it was hilarious because then i didn't know what it was and i looked it up you're like watching asshole. it what an asshole <laughs> but it is i kind of do have the berries and cream it's it's a page boy haircut with a receding hairline it's basically mm-hmm. what i'm working with now yeah your substitute um, teacher <laughs> that's exactly what it is so we're just gonna watch a video today class mm-hmm. just gonna watch it teachers hungover National Geographic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was pretty funny. I um, I wanted to share with you. I so one of the things that I'm doing uh, this uh, this summer, this next uh, month, is I've taken this writer's workshop, which um, is pretty cool, and um, it's taught by our friend Mishka Shubali from the uh, from the podcast. Oh, he's doing it remotely. He's doing it all remotely. So I'm that's like, cool, man. Yeah. So I got all these manuscripts and I'm reading other people's stuff yeah. and like having to go in and critique them and yeah, all these things. And he's so gotta he's put got that this... roof on his house, dude. I know. That's he's doing the writer's workshop, oh. put the roof on his house. <laughs> no, he was a yeah. professor though. He was he's a professor. Yes. I'm just fucking so he... around. I follow him no, on no, Instagram, no, no. so I know the deal. Yes. Yeah. No, he so I mean he's a, he's a lot of things, but so he's taught yeah. this class for a few years. Yeah. And um, I was like, fuck it, I want to do this. And you know, I was originally I was like, yeah, this actually works out better than me like having to fucking fly to Connecticut. Right. You know? No, he lives I in mean, Phoenix. Right. So yeah. and put roofing in fucking Arizona in the summertime. Jesus Christ. Yeah, his roof Wherever is fucked up. He's got to pay for a new roof. So he's like flipping cars and shit. Mm-hmm. So he's also been giving all these prompts and so like writing prompts. Right. Okay. Trying to like focus on that. And it's a lot of fucking work, Jerry. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you know of any sort of artistic endeavor where you're you're not outwardly necessarily motivated. I mean, you are it's different for you, but I mean mm-hmm. it's it's similar in the same of creating things. But I wanted to um one of the prompts was um 
have you ever struggled with addiction? Now, this is not like, I don't remember what he, he had a little more context to it, but uh-huh. I, but, it, and this is, I don't know any of these people. There's like a dozen other people in this class. So that may mean something different to everybody and stuff like that. <clears throat> so I wanted to read to you and get your reaction. This, this that I, I wrote the other day. <clears throat> All right. Have you ever struggled with addiction? Have I ever? I am by trade an alcoholic, a garden book, text variety alcoholic. I dabbled in some powders and potions along the way, but they were always peripheral to my preferred poison, alcohol. As a bartender of 12 years, I had access to all manner of booze. There was no end to the different flavors and ways to get drunk. I was immediately drawn into the cool labels and shiny bottles all lit up. Each one was like some new adventure waiting to be had. I was just as hooked by the mythos as I was by the monkey on my back bar. When I first got sober almost six years ago, I was an exhausting 272 pounds. Anyone who has ever carried that much weight knows the toll it can take on your body and your spirit. I had assumed that quitting drinking would bring with it magical, instantaneous weight loss. This was not the case for me. There is a trope in recovery that after one gets sober, one's sweet tooth goes out of control. This was definitely the case for me. I had always had only one, wait, I had always had one. I had always had one, only now it was working overtime to compensate for the lack of sugar that the alcohol had been producing. I was quite fond of all manner of sweets, but ice cream held sway over me like no other. Much like beer and booze, it comes in pints and quarts, has funny and clever names and bright Mm -hmm. and colorful packaging. Each mouthful would hit my brain with an explosion of excitement, leaving my body in a wash of relief. The momentary bliss always followed by a disappointing and shameful come down I was all too familiar with. I was alternating corner stores and 7-Eleven so as not to raise suspicion or concern amongst the clerks as if they gave a shit. Buying two to three pints a night thinking they might last longer only increased my nightly volume of consumption. One particular night, I crushed two pints of Ben and Jerry's right before bed, an entire day's worth of calories downed in under 30 minutes. I fell asleep feeling bloated and unwell, only to awaken shortly thereafter to the taste of sickly sweet chunky monkey bile rising up in the back of my throat. Eyes watering and face face flushed, I resisted the urge to puke it all up, in coughing fits that that must have sounded horrifying to whomever was listening. This would happen several more times before I would eventually quit. Just more alcoholic behavior persisting. When I was counting calories and trying to get my weight under control, I would eat cucumbers and celery all day so I could eat three pints of Halo Top, low-calorie ice cream before bed. Low-calorie counts aside, the justifiable slow suicide by frozen treats was not sustainable. The simple truth is that ice cream evokes in me a pattern of self-destructive behavior I cannot afford. Just the other day, I was walking down the frozen food aisle for some blueberries, a manageable treat, when one by one, all of the freezers on my right lit up like some Billie Jean dance floor, row upon row of brightly lit, beautifully packaged temptation, not unlike the allure from the back bar in some swanky hotel cocktail lounge. The ice cream sang to me. The buzz in my ears wasn't just from the freezers running, but I know what's at the bottom of that pint. I know the sound of my spoon scraping the bottom of the paper cup in hopes of some solace, some relief. I also know that it is not there anymore and that it never was. 
I take a deep breath and my bag of frozen fruit and head for the checkout. <laughs> what do you think? Wow, it's pretty good. It's pretty it's good. Not bad, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. <clears throat> Should go to some OA meetings. <laughs> So it was just a, just a thought I had and just like, yeah. you know, little nuggets yeah. and yeah. <clears throat> roll things around. And... I did. I, I, yeah. The transference of your, your, of, of, of your addictive personality from one thing to another. Yeah. And I know that, um, I, uh, sometimes you are very good at letting me know when I'm kind of stretching those connections sometimes <laughs> i'm such an asshole you're yeah. not but it's not it's not i mean i don't take it that way i don't i don't and i don't think that you sound that way but it's like you're like come on john it's really not like that because i'm i'm constantly trying to as you've said before i've become this sort of recovery nerd right and i mean better that than fucking no, whiskey nerd else. the whiskey nerd yeah, yeah whiskey nerd pees his pants and, yeah <laughs> so but it's just um it's uh i i just i i don't know if i'm seeing the connections because they were actually there or if i'm just creating them so that i can i think they're there i mean i don't yeah. i can't tell you what's going on with you but i think they're there especially if you're uh, equating this same feeling of relief with like that dopamine rush from eating sugar as it is to mm -hmm. drinking booze, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, they're both detrimental to your health. One affects your behavior. I'd imagine more Far than more. the other. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Also, I, I really want to change it from alcoholic to whiskey nerd. I'm just a real nerd for booze. I'm just a real whiskey nerd. <laughs> I'm such a nerd for booze. I lost my job. I'm not allowed to drive anymore because I'm such a nerd for a whiskey. You know, I'm kind of a tequila geek, you know, I'm myself. I'm a tequila but... geek, you know, yeah. They took my mm -hmm. kids away because I'm way into tequila. Mm, it's like I'm Star just... Wars, but with tequila. That's what I used to always say when I was drinking, actually. I'm like, I'm kind of like a chocoholic except with bourbon. You know what I mean? Like, I would say mm -hmm. that that was one of my lines. Yeah. I'm I like think chocoholic. Um, I don't know. I'm not in there in those those wee hours with you and a fucking Jesus Christ ben and yes. Jerry's, you know, in the in the they the, were real. The yeah. darkness of your soul. I know it was real. I'm not there with you. So I don't right. know. It's just like with your drinking. I wasn't there with you in those dark hours, in those right. small hours, as Stephen King says, the small hours of the night, mm -hmm. you know, when you're dealing with your own thing there alone exercising your own demons but just because the substance has changed doesn't mean it's not detrimental to your emotional physical well-being do you know what i mean mm -hmm. if you can draw the parallel between the two and it's detrimental to what you're doing how you're living then if it's unmanageable right yeah so i think it's a well i think you making those parallels is is pretty apt you know it's pretty appropriate for your relationship with alcohol and and sugar we've it's shown to be, be physically addictive you know what mm -hmm. i mean like yeah. sugar is a very mm -hmm. negative can be a really negative thing if it's not using moderation i guess everything if not in moderation with the exception of what self-improvement but even that hmm. if that if that takes over living a normal manageable life not even normal i hate that word that's too normative just living a manageable content life you know so where you've always got to be working out or something like that or you're yeah, constantly... dude it's just like this this thing that just is <clears throat> just doesn't make you doesn't serve you you know if it doesn't yeah. serve you it doesn't serve others 
We don't need another David Goggins in the world. I think one is enough. I don't Who know. Who the fuck is familiar. David Goggins? Is, is this Navy SEAL Justified? No, <laughs> no, that's not. He's this Navy SEAL dude. He wrote this book called Can't Hurt Me. And he's done like all kinds of crazy ultra marathons and fucking works out all the time. And he, his whole book is about how he just got, you know, he just loves pain. And he fucking post pictures of his fucking post marathon feet. Fucking missing. I don't know who that is. You're like way oh. deep in the running world. The, oh. I find the running world to be mildly insufferable. I find everything to be mildly insufferable. <laughs> yes. And I'm so sorry to the podcast listeners where they're like, wow, Jerry really took a fucking turn in season four, man. You know, like I just, I just, I find being enthusiastic about most things to be insufferable to me. This is the role I've gotten comfortable with. I don't like it sometimes because I, I want to be excited about things well i think that you i think that sounds like a good name for your memoirs mildly insufferable oh dude it's just <laughs> like i don't know the running world is so weird to me dude there's mm -hmm. this, there's a lot of like i go on the reddit running subreddit and some people are really cool and really encouraging mm -hmm. some people are fucking assholes but it goes yeah. anything i go on the stop drinking subreddit i had to unfollow it because it was just just too much. Everybody fucking relapsing. The whole page is like, drank today, drank today, drank today. And I'm just like, F I don't want to read about relapse all the time. Like I want, I want this. I, I can yeah. see a cautionary tale, but I want someone to be like, yo, dude, I'm fucking killing it. Like, here's the improvements in my life. I don't want to fucking wallow in the misery of running or recovery yeah. or anything. You know, like I don't want to wallow. I already have enough misery in my life mm -hmm. that I don't need to be like, reminded constantly of how bad it can get like i know dude i know yes, i know i need to be reminded every once in a while but i don't need to live with that shit on my back and so whoever you know you know goggin groggins or whatever the fuck his name is yeah and his his nasty old feet like good for you dog you want to hurt yourself that's great just yeah. shut the fuck up about it all right well i mean i i can't i used to be like you know, I get in, get somewhat inspired, but it was just like, this is too much. It's like a fucking, he's like hot sauce, man. Like I only need a little dash, right? I don't yeah. need a lot of this shit mm -hmm. to go. I mean, I just get exhausted. He's like, stay hard. And so it becomes this sort of fucking like, he's just insane. He just it's loves also, pain. It, I bet it's influencer shit too, though, right? Like you have to give him this really wild version of what you are for people to keep looking at. I mean, I still but, think he does yeah, it. But. I mean, he's he's pretty legit as far as like, I, I think he's pretty genuine. Um, But yes, it does. It does produce that. It does. You definitely like, yeah, you have mm -hmm. to be bigger and stronger and faster and go, 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 go. Or else people aren't going to look at you. And I, I don't think that's his case, but like, still, it's insane. I just don't need that much. But right. with like the idea of finding the correlations between things in my life now and mm -hmm. when I was drinking, I think that it helps me to look at that, whatever that aspect of my life is or whatever that problem that I'm having. And I can be like, oh, okay. Yeah. So there was a solution for this one. So now I need to apply it here somehow differently, but using the same tools and it's like okay so here we go again and sometimes i get down on myself i'm like how many more fucking times do i have to do this and it's like oh. the rest of your life dude <laughs> so is that what x is today for crossover oh crossover, crossover. i was thinking or i was thinking uh examine yourself examine, examine your x gonna give it to you x gonna... <laughs> yes x gonna give it he to died, you. he died right yeah dmx exhibit died. no x is oh, alive. No, oh, oh i thought that was dmx 
Wait, yes, X is going to give it to you. As exhibit, right? Or DMX. No, that that's DMX. A, You're right. Yeah, that's and right. He died of, of, have, because of dealing with the substance abuse, I believe. Yeah. Or something. Maybe it was exacerbated by, guys. I sound awful. I was never a big DMX fan. I, I, I don't want to minimize his contribution to hip hop because it was pretty huge, you know, but I just, oh, yeah. I didn't just, fuck with his music very much. I didn't, I, I, but I also wasn't in Onyx. I wasn't in any motherfucker just yelling at me. I think DMX 2 came out in a time, and correct me if I'm wrong, for me at least, the music and the hip hop that I was listening to or any of the rap music that I was listening to, mm-hmm. I had kind of gone in a different direction when he was popular. Yeah, I was interested here. in more. I was I was more interested in like local Seattle rock and roll. And you yes, know, I think I was yeah. listening to like, mm-hmm. they might be giants. And I was mm-hmm. listening to whatever else I was into, but um, I think he was early two thousands late mm-hmm. night, which at that point I was way deeper into like underground hip hop. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Looking for all the Anticon stuff and all that, you know, mm-hmm. all the, but yeah, he Def was Jux and all that. Not X. I wasn't going to listen to like pop music where the guy was yelling at, he was going to give it to me. <laughs> like I just wasn't fucking with Ja Rule. I wasn't fucking with any of that pop shit, but, the, but I, I got to say really... DMX fucking, Put some of that on your your weightlifting playlist. It'll get you going. Oh yeah, um, no, Mar- gonna give Marilyn it to you. Manson, dude. I'm oh, such that's, a is white, that your new thing? I'm such a white dude. It's yeah, it's a bunch of weird shit. It's all gone left. But once know. again, season four. My life is in season four right now, and it's just yeah. Um, but yeah, he died of uh, he was an overdose, right? It was pills, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems to be like that's also people with a certain level of money pills seems to be the way that they they go i Maybe. found I that know. loud rumbling is my dad rolling a goat it's uh, they it's cooked the a go- goat they cooked a whole goat yesterday here at the Jesus. house and they do it in a box this thing called a cajachina mm-hmm. it's like a big wooden box that's lined with metal and you put all the embers in there in the goat so they cleaned it out and now he's rolling it in the garage as loud as fuck nice freaking the so dog that out. shows up for the yeah now the dog so in the listeners it's a very active household <laughs> how's the goat goat it was all right it was kind of gamey i'm not a big fan of that gamey kind of meat we've roasted mm-hmm. a pig before and that was way better i like white meat i'm like coda yeah. remember we used to buy i know this is like the most anti-recovery <laughs> podcast today but man i would go buy coda chicken like from he go give me a couple bucks wagner go go with your girlfriend and go get me some fried chicken go to kfc get us a bucket Nickels oh, bouncing on the way out. Yeah, <laughs> no fucking dark meat, Wagner. And then I would just get a bucket of like, because I'm not going to be Whatever. like, yo, give me a whole bucket of breasts. That's all I want. Like, I want a wing and shit. Like, I mm-hmm. like it. And he get fucking mad. I said, no dark meat, Wagner. What the fuck? <laughs> Dude, I'm not eating this dark. Like, I, he's been physically mad at me. Like, wanted to whoop my ass. Like, what the fuck you get dark meat? And, like, flexing on me. And I'm like, really, dude? Over dark meat? I Your get blood it. sugar's low, man. <laughs> I've been there. So the goat yesterday was all dark meat. It was like yeah. real gamey. Yeah, but it was good though. It was good. There, yeah. my brother-in-law works at a bar. He manages this whole bar, and the bar is called Boxyard. It's here in Tucson, Arizona. And mm-hmm. the premise of the bar is that the guy, one of the owners of the bar, owns a shipping container company. So what they do is they stack up, they stacked up a bunch of shipping containers and put food carts inside of them. And then they have huh. one that's a bar. So it's a really interesting print. And then there's a big courtyard in the middle. So you can choose from four different types of places, five different types of places to eat. And then you go to their main bar and buy your booze and stuff, right? 
So they just came up with this idea for a mobile bar for like events, right? So like, like when you would bartend, they would put you at like a folding card table with a tablecloth on it and be like, watch this booze. And you're like, when the mm -hmm. fuck am I going to pee? Because one right. of these boomers is going to run off with a bottle of Reposado or something. It's happened, yes. Yes. Yeah, so now you have a shipping container with a window cut in it with a roll down window. And now everything's locked in the container. Like it's all mm -hmm. control point. So he had to, he threw a party with this container yesterday. So my wife could shoot photos of it in being used in context so they could advertise it. Part of that was roasting a goat, right? So everybody drank yesterday. I was around a bunch of people who drank. Like while they were drinking, they were, everybody was drinking. Doing the photo there. shoot and everything. Yeah. And they're all bar people. They're all bartenders and bar owners. So everybody mm -hmm. gets, gets drunk and not everybody got drunk yesterday, but mm -hmm. you know, um, there's a few things going on here in Arizona that are very strange, but I want to preface that by saying I, I knew there was going to be a party yesterday and I knew everybody was going to drink. And I woke up in a, just a sad fucking bummed out place. And so I was like, I'm going to go to an AA meeting. And I don't want to go to a Zoom one. I'm vaccinated. I'm going to go sit outside and go to find one that's outside. So I found one that was like three or four miles away. And I drove down there and it was all retired people. And it was all lots of old timers, people with tons of time, brand new newcomers who are in their 50s and 60s. I'd have to say I was like probably the one of the youngest guys there. Other than like I told you earlier, than two guys who were like quarter pointed, you know, like tough Arizona desert bald kind of brian and jason those aren't their real names but you know like right. white you know blue eyed yep. fucking tough guy punch your face you know and i listened to everybody and they were doing step three and they were talking about acceptance and surrender and god and stuff and it was really comforting to hear these people who had had some multiple decades of recovery talk about how they still struggle with the third step and how people say the fourth and fifth steps are the hardest but the third is the hardest for them and it made me feel better because, like I said, we talked to my dad last week and he brought up the subject of spirituality and God. I gave you a ton of pushback or just a ton of pushback on the concept the week before, you know. So it's good to hear that pushing back on it is part of the process, you know, pushing back on that idea of this being this spiritual recovery thing, right? Because even listeners now who aren't doing program are going into the spiritual recovery thing. What the fuck, you know, feeling the way I feel about it a lot. And I just, I, it just made me feel good to know that it's normal. That's a normal part of the process. And it always, it's cyclical, not cyclical that it has a pattern, but it just repeats, right? Some days I imagine you as well, you feel very spiritual and very good. And some days you're like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. 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 Just what the fuck, you know? And so it was a good meeting and I needed the meeting because I knew I don't get a lot of temptation from parties or mm -hmm. sadness. It's really weird. It, Anytime the craving comes up or the sense of temptation comes but up. But yesterday there was something. There was just a discontent I was feeling and I just wanted a little armor, you know? And I have to admit, actually, when I said it's not really the parties, it is sometimes can be a bigger source of of craving or, or do you know what I mean? The missing out that my yes. FOMO comes up because everybody's having a good time and they're all loose. And they're yeah. all starting to get warm. And I remember being in that context much more in the beginning, in the good times. That's the context mm -hmm. in which I got drunk, you know? So watching everybody else kind of get low. And they have like otter pops that are liquor now. Yeah, it's the novelty. This, I was going to say this too. Thing? You know, now I'm doing my Jay Leno. You seen this thing, people? <laughs> otter pops of rum? And I don't know how you freeze liquor, but they figured it out. It doesn't freeze very well, but yeah. No, and that's what my sister was novel. saying. Yeah. <clears throat> And everything is in a seltzer can now. And now they have mixed drinks in cans, which I remember when we were younger, it was club. Yes. Remember club, the club mixed drinks and uh -huh. they were like 
gross Nasty. shit. Now they're Pet like Manhattans. Hard. It tasted yeah. like metal. Yeah, it tasted <laughs> like licking the sidewalk in Manhattan. You know, uh-huh. like yeah, exactly. You're like, no, this literally tastes like Manhattan, the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, it 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 uh, that's I think when it it does kind of itch on me is when everybody's having a good time because that's the context of alcohol to me. Sometimes is the good time. Like I don't go, man. I really miss crying. Man, I really miss fucking throwing up and crying. No, no I really miss punching holes in walls and planning my suicide. No, I'm like, man, I miss being able to have common ground with these people. But the more I hung out with them, nobody said shit. Nobody noticed. And I had a good time anyway, because I just was social for the first time in a year with people, other people who are vaccinated, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's a give and take, right? I mean, it, it's like, I don't know, but I, I needed that meeting. Yeah. I ran into a woman I know from, from the program and I said something like, so, uh, what did I say? I said, so, um, so they're doing meetings again, everything. She's like, where you been? They've been, they've, we've been doing that since November. And I was like, uh, well, you know, I'm not quite there you yet. Vaxed? You, know? you vaxxed and waxed? I am. I am. I mean, sure, so there. Just, at, at this point, and that's the other thing is I've been on and off with people. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've been working in a busy restaurant since last year i mean right you should be fine i mean it's it's, we didn't hold hands at the end no some people did but i was like i ain't holding any fucking hands like i Mm -hmm. don't know even now like i'm okay fine i'm vaccinated for covid but i'm not vaccinated for fucking hoof and mouth disease or whatever's going around in this circle i (laughs) i'll high five you to my elbow Yeah, I'm going to be far more conscious with with my hand washing in my, you know, I have been because like, I don't think that we were cautious enough before. No, I was get I would get sick at least at least once a year, right? If not, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, I don't, all I need to do is wash my hands a little bit more. So you still feeling reluctance to attend the in person meetings? No, I'll go. I think I'm fine with it. I think I'm fine with it. I'm going again go. next week. I'm going to take my old man with me. Nice. Be like, Dad, let's go make a meeting together. Father and son, family tradition. It's like making a beer, except we talk about our feelings. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. With a bunch of retired folks. You'll fit mm-hmm. right in, Dad. You'll fit right but in. But I know, I know that feeling of like FOMO and and I don't get it very often is the little twinges. And I'm obviously I'm not around it. I don't I don't get it. You're not me. really, I mean, you're not going to parties with friends or people. No. You know what I mean? Like you're just kind of work, but even in the restaurant, I imagine there's moments where they're sometimes like, I'll take in a shot after work or something or rally sure. as a crew. People go, like, yeah. I mean, there was like one point. There was one time they were saying goodbye to one guy. He was leaving, going to get another job, whatever it happens. And oh yeah, we're gonna go down to the lodge, which is like the you know the little dive bar down the road or whatever. Mm. Going to meet you at the meet you at the lodge. You want to come have a drink? I'm leaving, and I was like, yeah, I'm I'm good, man. Thanks. I love that they're still asking you if you want to drink, <laughs> and you've been working there for how many years? These people are fucking stupid. Do they're they, just not. It's just not in their self self centered like. Well, even me as a horrible drunk, when you if you were like, I don't drink, I'd still be like, OK, I'm going to file that away. And remember, this dude mm-hmm. doesn't drink. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I, don't I mean, know, I don't dude. bring it up too much. No, I know you're not wearing the T-shirt. And but, like know. when they when they pass around wine for like the uh, like we get a new wine or something, they always put a glass in front of me and I'll like swirl it and have it like there. Like I'm not. And I've even put my nose in it a couple of times where I'm mm-hmm. like. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fucking raspberry. Okay. Or whatever it is. And I just pass it along or I dump it in the bus boys cup and like, just give it to him. Right. Um, so I don't make a big, obviously I don't make a big scene out of it. I'm like, well, hang on everybody. I'm sober. 
I can't be here for this wine tasting. No, you know? I'd be irritated. If it's the same sommelier coming in, I'd be like, I told you fucking six months ago, you keep pouring this fucking wine. Are, do you want to <laughs> fight? Is that what you want to do? Because mm-hmm. I told you that I don't drink. We're going to fight now. And I'm an old man. But there fight. is like the FOMO. Just, like- I'm just getting irritated. But anyway, yeah, the FOMO, it's real. What was it? My, no, mildly insufferable. <laughs> mildly insufferable. The fact you work with some of these people for like a year and they're still like, yo, you want to come down and have a shot? And you're like, seriously? You ain't seeing my fucking WKRP hair? You know I don't drink. You know I don't drink. Nobody would dress like this. Hey, come like on, this. man. Like what you tell one person, you don't tell the rest. They all tell each other. They're like, you know, John's a fucking rippy out. I would wonder what you were like as a drunk if I didn't know you and you're like, come in yeah. like you and be like, oh yeah, I don't drink. I'm, 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 I'm in recovery. I'd be like, that dude must've gotten fucking wild. And then I'd sit down <laughs> with fucking Cassandra and be like, yo, Cassandra, mm-hmm. Jennifer, Skyler, you know, John's in recovery. That dude must've been fucking wild. <laughs> must've really fucked up his life. Yeah, exactly. A, the Cause fact he seems that, like such a nice guy. Yeah. But then you got fucking Pete over here being like, Hey, well, come on down to the salmon shoot and get a fucking shot. It's like, dude, the you salmon know. shoot or whatever it is you know <laughs> yeah that's You're a down great there. name for like an alaskan bar walter and his oshkoshes and shit like yeah um i just did it and it's you know there's the moment where it's like it would be nice and like you were describing it you're like there's all these food trucks and then they got this cool bar set up right and, mm-hmm. and you know i come from that so i'm always i'm still kind of interested in how people set things up and how it looks and yeah. i'm always like kind of like oh you know you could you should probably be doing it this way and this and so there's a part of me that's like, that sounds fun, you know, and people are kind of, and that little buzz and everything's kind of like happening and there's people being social and sure to have a cocktail and it sounds exciting. And so, yeah, when you wake up and you're like, fuck, there's this party that I'm not invited to. No, no I was invited. Like, I just was not allowed to drink well, yet. Well, right, exactly. I'm that's what I'm gonna, saying. Invited. I oh, yeah. I see what you mean. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because I'm in recovery. I'm literal, not really, yeah. I can't, I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Outside but, um, yeah. So it's, it's, um, it's definitely something that I, 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 I don't struggle with, but it comes mm-hmm. up and I'll be like, Oh yeah, I don't do In this group anymore. too. I know they're all friends with my brother-in-law and nobody mm-hmm. offered, not one person offered me a drink because so there I was know- conversations. Yeah, dude. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I think it's fucked up that these people are like, yo, come have a drink with us when you've been working there forever because in this group who doesn't know me, I know my brother-in-law mm-hmm. was like, right. well, the one of the guys I offered me drinks when I first met him at the bar, I was showing my art at, and I was like, no, I don't drink. I'm good. And he's like, cool, like right on. And then I know he talked to Dan later, like, Hey, how come his brother-in-law like real religious? And Danny's like, no, he's a fucking fall down drunk, dude. Like <laughs> he's a fucking forest fire on, on legs, you know? Mm-hmm. So I yeah. think they all just kind of talk to each other. So that being said though, like, yeah, that's, there's that aspect that I'm not part of it. And that's, it really is not a big deal. Like my dad and both my mom were like, you okay? You going to be okay? And I'm like, yeah, dude, there's food here. There's fucking cookies here, dude. Like I'm good. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, dude, someone brought homemade mac and cheese. Like I'm doing great. I'll just, I'll just bang out my calories for today and run a little extra next, you know, next time I run, I'm fine. Like if there's food, I don't care about the booze. If you have good food, you can all, I don't know. So I went down to this box yard place, right? Mm -hmm. Um, to eat lunch one day because megan was like i i had to go meet another artist for this mural i've been working on and this this place i'm doing the mural at is right around the corner from this place and i really wanted to eat there and there's a bon me place in that box yard and so i was like megan was on the phone working and i was like i'm just gonna walk down there and i walked down there and, and the bon me place was closed so i had a bacon wrapped burrito 
took 30 minutes to make, right? They rolled the bread and they deep fried it. I ate half of it, which just mashed on my calories for the day. But everybody in the courtyard was drinking and you, uh, Tucson's a, or uh, university town. Mm-hmm. It was right by the University of Arizona. So it's all these young fucking Cal- Southern California assholes, like young white dudes in boat shoes. And then a table of like a bunch of people just getting day drunk. And most of those people getting day drunk were baby boomers. They're all in their fucking 50s and early 60s. They were all parrot heads. You know what I'm saying? They're like Jimmy Buffett people yep. partying with a couple of 28 year olds, like a guy and his pretty girlfriend and their dog. He's burger in paradise. F- fucking obnoxious. It was annoying. They were yeah. mad annoying. Yeah. Just their conversations were vapid and empty and there was no connection there. It was just people getting, getting fucking high and having a good time, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and I wasn't like, fuck this place. I was just like, yeah, your conversations are stupid. I'm just going to look at my phone and eat my burrito. So it's well, not, you know, it is what it is. Like I still go down there. It still interests me and everything, but I don't know, man, the appeal is not there anymore. You don't have to sit the in, same. Com- yeah. In complete judgment. Like, like, you're right, like, it's fucking, like this fucking annoying, stupid, blah, blah, blah. It can just be, I don't find that interesting anymore. Yeah. It's really, it's like, like, like going to a party and they're watching a football game. I fucking hate football, but I'm not going to be like, turn this football off. I'm just going to be like, watching football is stupid. Maybe mm-hmm. the commercials would be funny. And then I'm going to go home. I'm going to go home and never not think about football. Right. But then I'll do, I'll start a football podcast with John. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think I would, that would be a good idea at all. I don't, that would be terrible. That would be awful. That would be effeminate artists talking about football. <laughs> that would be mildly insufferable is what that would be. <laughs> that should be the name of, i'm telling you there's something there i don't know what but uh i'm not doing a bill burr podcast dude <laughs> you should you should do something with that name mildly insufferable yeah um but yeah man i i just don't i i i see it a lot i had a group of i don't know it was a 40th birthday or big group of women and they were just loud and they were drunk and they were obnoxious and annoying and I was like, let's just get the fucking food on the table and go. But I didn't like I they weren't. There was nothing really wrong with what they were doing. Like no. they were not fall down just... drunk. They were they were having a good time. And I'm just so glad that I was not invited to that party that I didn't have to sit down there with them. Oh, I God. could Walk away after yeah. I drop something off. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it just it wasn't my scene and that's fine. And they're gone and they're out of my life now. And that was they were only there for about 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. So. Like all that stuff. It doesn't have to be, I don't have to be so resentful at these people no. who are having this good time. No, nah, fuck them. me. Just let them have a good time. This is actually a good examination. This is the good okay. action to recover the examination of it because this teaches me a lesson is that the world goes on without me. Drinking mm-hmm. goes on without me. People will still get fucked up. They're still going to have problems. They're going to crash their cars, hit their spouses. They're going to fucking have a good time, flash a titty, whatever it is they do. I That's a l- weird list of shit. But mm-hmm. the world will go on without me. I am not the center of this world because I have stopped drinking right now and I'm not drinking anymore or right now. Does it mean that mm-hmm. everybody else has to stop? And they won't. And that's yeah. also a great lesson as far as my ego is concerned and like my being self-absorbed and thinking that the world revolves around me. What is the biggest indicator the world revolves around you is the fact that you get sober going to recovery and everybody else is getting fucked up still. Yeah, the world has nothing to do with you. Like it's very little. Right? Yeah, it's very little and I think that's a that's always been my lesson is that like <clears throat> there's going to be 
people out here drinking fucking otter pops of vodka and them, you know, and drinking bacanota, which was like one of my favorites, you know, Mexican moonshine and like I remember talking that about micheladas and shit and all that shit. And mm-hmm. I could still have a conversation. I talked to him about booze. Like, I'm like, this is mm-hmm. not a, t- a taboo topic for me. This is just I'm a fucking alcoholic. If I if I if I didn't have to be an alcoholic, I wouldn't be an alcoholic. But apparently yeah. that part of my brain is doesn't work that way. So mm-hmm. But no, yeah. I drank Bacchanota and no, I will not drink the outer pop of booze. But I imagine that if you drink six of them or eat six of them, you'll get a pretty okay buzz. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it is what it is. I'm not mad at it. The world still goes on without me. And for me to be mad at it, it's just useless. We just know we now need to be careful when there's otter pops at the party. Be like, is there? Yeah, a- dude. Is there? A, uh, usually it says vodka on the side. Though. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> So you're just I eating just, it, being like, oh, I didn't read the label. You know, mm-hmm. you just like had a meeting the next day. Like, yeah, anybody in the first 30 days, you're like, yo, the Otter Pops got me. <laughs> I What did I, what was something, did I have a bite of something? And I thought for a moment, I did. There that wasn't today. any, it ended, up, it ended up there wasn't anything in it. I think it was like some, some pastry or something or some dessert. And I was like, oh God was that and i asked and they're like no there's nothing in there and i was like oh, okay maybe i just got a caught a quick fucking sugar buzz or maybe it was some sort maybe, of placebo yeah. mm-hmm. panic attack or something like that and i i don't think that even if i did it now i would be as remorseful as i was in the past when it was like fresh i'd be mm-hmm. like i fucked up i shouldn't do that again that was stupid but um but yeah it's just fucking otter pops man some otter pops moscow so. mules yeah that would be funny though to be like yo i relapsed on, on otter pops popsicles on booze popsicles is my relapse dude i pissed the bed with my vodka cosplay or whatever and yeah like... my... <laughs> <laughs> I it's ate... just vodka cosplay man it's just uh yeah hey yo i ate 12 fucking otter pops and crashed my car what i'm, I'm just a bit of a rum dweeb myself i'm a rum i'm a rum nerd Rub nerd. I'm a real one five one nerd, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. You know, I've got lots of bottles, empty ones under my bed. Empty ones. I have an empty bottle collect- a collection. I'm a collector. Item. <laughs> I'm a yes. collector of HRD vodka bottles, dude. Well, they don't. It's yeah, that's so not fucked even, up, man. It's it, so huh? funny. But um, what's that's not even that's an Oregon thing, right? HRD. Yeah, I don't think HDO. they have that here in Arizona. No. I was. I tell the story all the time, but I was drinking too much bourbon and getting mean. And I was like, mm-hmm. maybe I'll switch to vodka. So I switched to HRD because it was cheap. It was like $9 for a fifth. And uh, I was just as mean. I was just as fucking mean. <laughs> I'd drink the whole fifth and then be like fucking wasted and still pissed off and wanted to punch a hole in the world. And like mm-hmm. being like, well, it wasn't the vodka. No, but it, it was, was like the, it was like the managing it and not realizing mm-hmm. I, I was, you were the problem the whole time, Jerry. The problem was within you the whole time. It was your fucking personality, Jerry. That's what, you know what I mean? It It was was my personality. Yeah, it still is. I just, I don't feel like punching a hole in the world anymore. Not as much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is so fucking ridiculous though. It It really is. It really is. It's just the life, the lives we lead. I'm so grateful for it though. I really am. I'm in the middle of really shitty circumstances, but at least, at least I'm not hung over in it, dude. I know, and I, I I always think this is funny, this podcast, too, because we always use the hangover as our litmus. At least I'm not hungover. I mean, it could be even worse than hungover. At least my kidney didn't fall out or my liver exploded. 
I think the I think it's a good thing because it's it's something that everybody almost everybody can relate to. Everybody almost everybody's had a hangover. That shit is universal, dude. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot worse problems and there's a lot less problems. And there, I mean, we talk, we've talked in great detail about the deeper meaning and the deeper problems that come from all this stuff. And there's, I wish there was a better word because spiritual malady sounds so, I don't woo-woo. know. It sounds, woo-woo. it sounds Christian and woo-woo at the same time. It's weird. So, so it's basically, you just, I've just given myself a personality transplant. You know, oh. I don't know. Does that, does that sound more woo woo or is that better? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how to take that one. It'll do. Because when, when it comes up at work, when I talk to people and they're like, there was something about something and somebody made some comment about drinking and, and I was like, oh man, I got some stories I could tell you. And she's like, yeah, I fucking bet John. I'm like, yeah, it was pretty gross. And she's like, I don't need to hear. And, I was and like, then she probably me. asked you to go down with it as shuffling Pete's later for a shot. Cause she what, for fucking forgot. Ugh. <laughs> no, she's cool. She was cool. But it was just, it was, it was something about, I don't remember the whole context. And I was like, yeah, I've had some pretty gross drunk sex before or something like that. And, oh yeah. And she's like, yeah. I was like, yeah, we don't need to talk about it. We don't need to. I don't need that lawsuit. Right. I don't, I don't need that. HR to come down here and start. <laughs> It's the wrong kind of HRD. Um, yeah, it's the wrong HR. The HRD. <laughs> the HR department. Yeah, um, dude. But yeah, so yeah, I'm fucking grateful too. And I, I, I would much rather have a little cringy grateful, gratefulness, gratitude, cringy gratitude. gratitude than- hey, and at least with the food, like, I don't know. I can't speak for you, but I imagine it's a lot. I don't, I can't even say it's more manageable. I don't know. I can't speak for what you do. Maybe I shouldn't even follow that train of thought because I know there are people who have like really massive problems with food and eating disorders and a really negative relationships with the way they eat. So maybe that's not the the route I should be. Well, you're the, right. My take, you know, but well, you I mean, you have a take about me. You can have you can talk to me. Right. About, but I, I can, you know, I guess so. Right. I just don't want to generalize it and have someone else out there feel marginalized and be like, wait a sec, like my food intake was really harming my health, but it was harming your health as well. It was harming my health as well. And it was. So it's, it's always this, there's no better way to put it. Uh, There's, it's always a work in progress, Jerry. But everything is though. That's the other thing I'd like to touch on one day in this podcast is just this idea of it's progress rather than perfection. And sometimes people don't get, they forget about that. And they, I guess I, it's not really a big thing. It's just, I see a lot mm-hmm. of people trying to attain this perfection goal within recovery. And I'm like, that's mm-hmm. not the point. No, yeah. no. And so every little win or every little loss that I accrue along the way, I'm just like, this is just all part of it, man. The whole last year fucked me over. It fucked a lot yeah, of people over. Dude. But again, so I would over. talk to people. And I would talk and I would hear, you know, people had lost loved ones, people, yeah. had sick, people had lost like serious amounts of money mm-hmm. and housing and all this shit. And then I would go, John, you gained 25 pounds. Like you're doing fucking fine, dude. Right. Like you, you're doing mm-hmm. you. You know how to handle it again and you will heal. Your back will feel better and you'll be able to fucking blast off and everything will be fine. And so I'm really trying hard to take all this shit right now that i as not only is it i'm okay i'm better than okay but it's like okay i know that you're fucking tired of learning but 
this is just what another day is. You just need to fucking learn something from this. <laughs> you just shit. have to keep doing it. That's and the bitch. I don't want to do it anymore. No, I know. I'm with you, dude. I'm absolutely just like the whole before we start recording. I was sitting here being like, man, I'm fucked. I'm so. Do you know fucked. what it's like? You know what it feels like? like? We got to learn. What does it feel like? It feels like, you know, when you wash your hands in a public bathroom, uh-huh. and you're fucking soaking wet and they're all uh-huh. wet and you go for the paper towels and there's no fucking paper towels. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want my fucking, and you don't want to wipe it off on your shirt or your it's pants. It's a nice shirt. Yeah. You and your pants are khakis. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're just like, fuck, mm-hmm. who didn't replace the fucking paper towels? And I don't want to learn anymore. I yeah. don't want to, I don't want to replace the paper towels anymore, Jerry. It's just like, right. somebody else do it. And then the answer is no, because I'm alone in my bathroom. Apparently one of these. <laughs> what is that? Oh, the handkerchief. Oh, yeah. I, blow, I so, blow my nose with the top part and the bottom parts used to dry my hands when fucking <laughs> it, when, when Javier forgets to change out the paper towels. When Javi forgets down here, I'm mm-hmm. like, well, Javi, I ain't going to dry my hands with the gross part. But the bottom part no. of my bandana. See, there's th- this is I'm this glad is, you got a bandana. This is process. part of this. This is part of my steps. This is me working my program. <laughs> <laughs> i hear you though i know exactly what that's like because now you're like i don't now i'm inconvenienced right you're like super mm-hmm. inconvenienced you got to walk around like this with shiny ass hands and people's like what's up with that dude why is the hands all you're like good? i'm fucking learning <laughs> basically so yeah it's a bitch but then you learn like me and you bring a bandana yeah x or, is gonna I give mean, it to you x is gonna give you a bandana free x bandana with every I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to listen podcast. to DMX this afternoon. Not me, dude. Not doing it. Just <laughs> listen to Pet Cemetery. Great book, by the way. Oh, I thought you were talking about the song by the Ramones. No, this the Stephen King book. Although he talks about the Ramones a lot in the book, but the book is pretty interesting. It's all a study of death. It's very, very, very strange. I think he was still drinking when he wrote it too. Now I want to play with you. Right. It's like doesn't have that corniness. Kid. It's like really fucking sad. But. Mm uh that's that's what i got going on finishing cool. up this painting getting the next painting started painting 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 trying to find a place to live hopefully next time we talk before the season ends i'll be like bam got a house super dope it's got one cool. bedroom but it's a big fucking bedroom or whatever i don't know yeah mm-hmm. all right i will uh i'll talk to you again next week yeah let us know about whether or not your whole venture of finding a barber your barber oh. passed away didn't he Yes. Yeah, that so, sucks, man. So, um, I don't know the full story, and you know, it's not really important. Um, right. But yeah, he fucking passed away, and right. I had no idea, and it was really sad. And yeah, so, it is really like, sad. It's that you have this relationship with this person that's like, that not uh-huh. close, but close enough that you'd see them consistently and have mm-hmm. conversations. It was mm-hmm. a really you made a post about it, and I thought it was really um appropriate. Like I thought it was Thank really well, touching because you were like, look, we weren't homies, like he just we cut my hair but we had we shared occupied space like we depended on each other there was know? a there was a deep there was there was a deep connection it, yeah. even if it wasn't like every day or every week even it right. was like maybe once a month and it was for only 15 20 minutes but like mm-hmm. in that space like it's you have to trust somebody to cut your hair that's a fast barber 20 minutes yeah he, <laughs> we had it down that was my the, barber was my... eugene would take like an hour and then megan takes like almost two hours sometimes <laughs> No, he fucking, we had it dialed in. He would do mm-hmm. zip, 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 snip, snip. He'd get the straight razor, do the back of my neck, uh-huh. get everything here. And you were out. the beard. And like, see you later. That's 20 perfect. minutes. Maybe, maybe, maybe 30 if it was, you know, but it was very, mm-hmm. very quick. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the next step is. I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm a little. What? Braids. 
there will be no braids two little there braids will be no braids not no. from the back from the side like just two braids. <laughs> like some sort of slipknot situation encino man biodome kind of thing oh like, yeah. i see what you're saying yes yes well we'll see what happens i'll talk to you next week Jerry. good luck on your future endeavors there john i'll talk to Thank you later you. all right bye. bye thanks again for listening our music as always is by neglect you can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com and you can find us on all social media platforms that matter instagram facebook and twitter and you can reach us at a is for alcoholic at gmail.com talk to you later yeah <laughs>